serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Monday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Hey, coming up at 3.15, new segment. Debuted it last week. We're going to be talking pigskin with Paulie. Our buddy Paul Calvisi will join us every Monday at 3.15. He's the Cardinal sign line reporter. And is it the greatest come-from-behind win by the Cardinals in their history? It was up there. It was up there. Uh, there is, uh, that was pretty uh, uh, pretty amazing. All right, so uh, Paulie coming up in about 10 minutes. All right. Um, does Governor Doug Ducey need to rethink his strategy the next time he sends a bus full of migrants to Washington, D.C., New York, uh, Chicago. We know that Arizona has sent 2,000 migrants from the border to, to the nation's capital. This has happened the last four months. Right. I mean, there is never... I've been here 20-something, seven years, something like that. I've never seen more action at the border. Number one, people are just coming in like they in droves. That's not true. It's secure, says the vice president. And she's wrong. Number two, he's got the shipping containers down there. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Almost, almost the action. Then you got number three. Uh, he's got buses or, that are ready to take you if you if you come in. Uh, and we we will we will bus you to D.C., New York, or Chicago. So th- there's never been more action on the border. Um, but it seems that. Ducey's not really being criticized the way Florida Governor DeSantis was. Remember, he sent everybody to Martha's Vineyard, uh, Abbott of Texas. I think it was originally Abbott's idea to yeah. bus people. Um, so do, does Ducey have to either just like stop all, stop it now, or does he got to step it up and say, "Listen, I got to find a better place to space shuttle." Vineyard. Uh, he needs space shuttle. Well, I mean, he's got. I mean, he's got to go above. Right? Put him on the moon. Well, he's got to go above. Right? Are my- like because because now we've had a plan. I mean, we're not going to put him on a train. Uh, no, the train's boring. The train's boring. Yeah. So DeSantis has are we the just going to rent him a bunch of cars? I don't know. So uh, the reason nobody cares is because he's not running for anything. The reason He's not no running one is, to be what do you mean president? nobody cares? You mean the reason that no one's ripping Ducey over this and they're just, you know, a lot of people are, are outraged at DeSantis and Abbott? Yeah. He's not running to be president. I don't think that's it. That absolutely. No, I don't think people, like, I, if you're nationally, you know who Abbott and DeSantis are. Ducey, not so much. Yeah, because he's not running. He doesn't put himself in front of the cameras every day because he's trying to raise his profile. But isn't that name recognition? Uh, and not it doesn't have to do with it with running. It's just name recognition. People don't know who Doug Ducey is. Well, part of that is neither did they a while ago with these guys. But these guys put themselves there because they're willing to talk to anybody all the time. Mm. When's the last time you saw Ducey on Fox or Newsmax or doesn't happen anywhere? very much? No, those guys will be on all the time. Yeah. They'll go anywhere. You'll ask them to show up, and they'll interview. They'll talk with anybody. Ducey doesn't do that. Mm. Politics is driving the immigration bus, which Creros finds ironic. He says most of the immigrants coming through Yuma want to go to, you guessed it, Florida and Texas. <laughs> so if you come into Yuma, why doesn't Ducey do everybody a favor, especially the migrants? Let me send you to Texas and Florida. If that's really where you want to go, <laughs> you're sending them to New York first, and then they've got to go from New York well, to Florida. I mean, I get it. I get why he's not going to send them to Florida or Texas because they're Republican governors. Well, not only that, but a vast majority of these people, I mean, a vast majority of these people are not getting on any of these buses or not going on these planes. Okay. They are finding their own way to wherever it is they need to go. Yeah, remember we were talking about how um, people who are either snuck into this country or led to the country uh, and our border where they claim asylum, which is legal, 
They already have an Uber waiting for them. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. That is actually the truth. Yeah. They're ready they're, to go. They're they, ready to they, go. They've come here with a plan, and the right. plan is this. They and, paid uh, for a plan. Right. The governor's office says 81% of the immigrants transported by bus come from Colombia, Peru, and Venezuela. Most of them want to go to New York, New Jersey, or Florida. Florida? Florida. New Jersey? Why would anybody go to New Jersey? I wouldn't go. You've been there. I don't want to go back. (laughs) I was born there. I have no interest in going back. Thank you very much. But that's the... uh Look, I I think a lot of people. I was even listening to my buddies today. They they have a talk show, national talk show, and they said, you know what, Ducey's not getting any credit for any of this stuff. Any credit? Yeah, you know, nobody's saying anything about him. And I'm like, just because I don't run for anything, he don't run for a thing. Mm. The the media is after these two guys because they pose a threat. Being Republicans, then why is he doing it? Because there's all everybody knows why. Well, I mean, he's doing it for political reasons, right? Joe Biden is ignoring the border. For political reasons. There may be some some thought that this is working, you know, and I wouldn't stop it. What is the definition of working, though? Is it people are talking about we put a spotlight on this? We put a spotlight on something that 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 nobody wants to talk about, that people are now talking, being forced to talk about. And it, it and they're being also forced to live their words, right? I mean, uh, DeSantis came out over the weekend. He said, "Look, you guys are going to be more comfortable in a place that a sanctuary. It's going to give you all the things you need. We're not a sanctuary state. We don't have any sanctuary cities." And it's hard to argue with, right? It's your turn. That should be. It's your next. So when we ship them out to New York, Mayor Eric Adams of New York says he'll first examine the issues, then come up with a plan to deal with the migrant crisis landing in his city. We're not encouraging people to send uh, eight, nine buses a day. That is not what we're doing. The mayor says the Big Apple is taking in more than 11,000 asylum seekers and migrants, processing 8,500 of them while opening 23 emergency shelters. But Adams says among the many next steps could be litigation. We are strongly in support of right to shelter, but there's aspects of it that we want to look at. And so we're looking at our legal options. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Your legal options of being the sanctuary city, welcoming everybody. What is your legal options? You're going to sue these other states that don't get any help. But we're not getting any help like these people. They're forced to. The Yuma, uh, you know, El Paso. You go on down the line to, to, you know, uh, to, to, you know, where we got here, Tucson and then McAllen. They're forced to have this this system in place because for years nobody did anything so they were forced to man 50 people show up at martha's vineyards and those white people freak out could you see them clapping yay have fun brown people bye have fun and wherever you're going goodbye Whew. but they helped at the beginning for like 10 minutes i don't know if it was 10 minutes but i you know i don't know if, the, if there was the rich people there that helped or if it was just it was probably it was the, the regular the towns yeah. folk who were whining about it and go yeah. you know let's do it let's do the solid okay is the bottom line here and the end result of what Ducey is doing uh, to get New York or Chicago or San Francisco to change the laws? No, to get D.C. to take a peek and go, we got to do something. That's it. That's that's the big thing. How do we get D.C.? So what do you do? You put so much pressure on and 50 people apparently is a lot of pressure mm. on these communities that makes them uncomfortable where they have to figure something out and in doing so they're going to put pressure on dc because there are lots of donors uh they're also people who are, are you know political so they're going to push back a little bit all right coming up next we're going to talk pigskin with paulie our buddy paul calvisi he joins us at three fifteen every monday after the cards game he's the sideline reporter for the team was yesterday the greatest come-from-behind victory in Cardinals history. I've seen a lot of Cardinals games. This may have been number one. Yeah.
It was better than the Buffalo one. Remember the the Hail Mary? The Hail Mary? Pretty exciting. This was way better. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about that next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news. Seriously entertaining. Gatos and Chad. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. Quick throw left side, Renfro with a catch, and he breaks one tackle. Then the ball comes out, it's loose, and it's picked up by the Cardinals in midfield. It's picked up by Byron Murphy at the 40, at the 30, at the 20, at the 10. Ball game! Byron Murphy picks up the ball at midfield, returns it for a touchdown, and the Cardinals win. Go Flags! What an unbelievable finish here in Vegas! No face paint for this guy either. Crazy Carl is here. <laughs> All right, Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley. Crazy Carl. Also part of that broadcast, Cardinal sideline reporter Paul Calvisi joins us. Talking Piskin with Paulie. Paulie, how are you today, my friend? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? The longest overtime fumble return for touchdown <laughs> in NFL history. Let that hang in the air. Hey, where were you when it happened? I was on the far sideline. I was down and almost got completely run over by every uh, member of the Cardinals' sideline. I actually was trying to get under the bench so I wouldn't get stampeded by all these 300-pounders. It was absolute bedlam. It's right up there with one of the great all-time finishes like Larry in 2015, the playoff win against Green Bay. Hail Larry's down the field. Everyone's going crazy. So it, it was, I mean, think about it. At the eight-minute mark of the fourth quarter, the Raiders' win probability, hashtag no math, but we'll go with the analytics, the win probability was 98%. Wow. So the Cardinals beat the odds in Vegas. They beat the house when it was stacked against them. <laughs> 2% chance to win the game. Yeah. And the Car- See, I was thinking, too, where does this go in Cardinals history? It's definitely better than the Hale Murray against the Bills, because that was just luck. This they earned. And I don't think it was better than Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, against Green Bay, though. No, because that was the playoffs. Yeah. I, I agree. But, I mean, when you go 18 plays, an 18-play touchdown drive, which, by the way, is the longest touchdown drive for the Cardinals since 1996. I mean, all these stats and the history out of nowhere. When when Kyler on the two-point conversion run to make it 23-15, oh. get him within a single score, It that, that play lasts 21 seconds and covers an estimated 85 <laughs> yards. And, guys... I'm on the sideline, and the defensive players, that play lasted so long. You know when a great play happens at a game and you come to your feet? The guys literally came to the feet, the defense, off the metal bench, came to the white stripe. They're watching the thing unfold, and J.J. Watt and Zach Allen, the two defensive linemen, are laughing. They're doubled over laughing because the Raiders' defensive linemen had to chase Kyler for 21 seconds. And if there's anyone who can relate, it's the Cardinals' defensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Paulie, all that being said, uh, still, yesterday was a great comeback, but this uh, there's still some worry to be had there because, you know, I mean, Kyler Murray had nowhere to throw the ball for 20 seconds. Uh, it looks like this team needs a few things if they're going to right this ship long term. They need DeAndre Hopkins. I'll tell you that much. They need that bona fide number one receiver. Uh, you know, he's going to miss the first six games. Can you tread water until he gets back? I would totally agree with that. Hollywood Brown had a heck of a one-handed grab, but really... 
they need to stop beating themselves. They need to stop with you know the communication errors, the delay of games. Uh, you know, there's just some of the they got to play clean football. We just talked to Cliff Kingsbury. We taped one of his shows, and he was pretty blunt about it. I tell you, the coaches have been really blunt about things. He, he was blunt today about Isaiah Simmons. He, he was asked about you know if they're giving Isaiah Simmons the young guy whiplash by giving him the green dot, and then all of a sudden, per, pretty much benching him yesterday. And they said no, Isaiah Simmons is giving us whiplash. Hmm. He's got to commit just sort of like when they called out Marco Wilson who they thought was going to be cornerback two behind Byron Murphy does you know and they said hey the jury's still out that became his middle name so they're putting on some mm. of these young guys to stay invested and, and make sure that they're fully committed it just you know you got to have some of these guys mature quickly and if you if you start beating yourself guys the NFL is way too difficult like Nick Vigil said going into the game if you can't get a line if you can't get lined up correctly and get your assignments in the Alignment's correct. You have no chance of competing in right. the NFL. Talking big skin with uh, Paulie every Monday, 315. I've decided not to sell my tickets to next week's Rams game. <laughs> now, I mean, Larry, now. Larry, you got a Vegas show without having to go to a show. Okay, it's the original reality TV. You never know what's going to happen. What? Now, look at the Rams. Aaron Donald comes in. Oh, my goodness. You thought in week one Chris Jones was a game wrecker. Or Max Crosby and Chandler Jones yesterday. And by the way, shout out DJ Humphreys because Cliff Kingsbury, he, he was sandbagging when he said he was going to get give DJ Humphreys a lot of help and chip Chandler Jones. No, DJ Humphreys pretty much handled 55 all by his lonesome. Yeah, but if they lost yesterday, and I know they didn't, but if they did, they're looking at it 0-3 season because I don't think they were going to beat the Rams. And I think a lot of Cardinals fans like me were going to be like, you know what? We're done. We're going to, you, you know, you don't perform at home anyway. Did that so save the season it. yesterday? Yeah, that's well, a great question. Okay, so in the last three years, there hasn't been a single team that started 0-2 and made the playoffs. Right. So think of the gravity of the win yesterday. In, in, in like modern NFL history, if you start 0-2, there's only 11% of chance of making the playoffs. So yeah, and with the Rams coming down, you're right. Now, did they jack stomp? the Rams in week four a year ago in L.A.? Sure they did, but then the next two games, it was a close loss in primetime. Aaron Donald had 14 quarterback pressures in one game. That's literally like a season's worth of production in one game. And then we all know what happened in the playoff loss. So you got to figure it out. The two coaches know each other very well. You know what the assignment is. But maybe the best thing, honestly, yesterday is that the O-line is intact again. Justin Pugh is back at left guard. They signed Will Hernandez, all 332 pounds of him. They call him the refrigerator. He is so thick, and he's going to be the guy who lines up across from Aaron Donald, and, and you hope he fares a lot better than last year because last year right guard was a certified liability. That's not the case this year, so we'll see. All right, Paul Calvisi, Cardinal sideline reporter. He's with us Mondays at 3.15. I 3. saw 15. there was a guy in a purple suit, and he was going 100 miles an hour, keeping up with uh, Murphy. Somebody even had a Murphy Jr. That was Adrian jersey. Wilson. That was Adrian Wilson yeah. in his $2,000 suit running down the uh, sideline and into the tuddle all on, on his own. Yeah, that was part of the pandemonium. That was yeah. pandemonium. I didn't yeah. see you out there running down there celebrating. He's hiding. He's going to get trampled. Polly. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. For me, for Pauly Pencilnik, like running to the Bulls. You don't want to get run over, okay? <laughs> You've been listening to Pigskin with Polly on the Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. All right, there you have it. Coming yes. up next, Becky Lynn's got her 3.30 newscast. She does. But we are going to make it... Uh, well, a little bit more... I don't want to say interesting. Busy. We're going to make it Chaotic. more... Busy. A little busy. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. 
KTAR on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic now. Oh, it's 3.30. And you know what that means. Time for Becky Lynn, but also time for us to hold up the headlines. Here we go. All right, here's our top story. Arizona votes. Youth voting organization Next Gen America is trying to reach young Arizona voters everywhere from their phones to their campuses to their dating apps. Next Gen President Christina Sinsun Ramirez says it's for a good reason. We saw an increase by 18 points of young people voting in the state from 2016 to 2020. The state's real big shifts and political outcomes and changes are being driven by young people, especially young Latinos. She adds they're reaching out to a million voters under the age of 35, 36% of whom are Latino. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, yeah. there was uh, Latinos, uh, there was a stat the other day. I'm trying to look it up as we go. Um, there was a stat that said Latino voters in Maricopa County, uh, there were like 20,000 new, new voters and like 56% of them were other. Yeah. We're well, independent. They don't like what the Republican Party or the Democratic Party is doing. No, no. And it's, uh, Next Gen is very interesting. Tom Steyer, uh, uber progressive billionaires funded this thing. Obviously, it's, uh, it's more of left leaning, but you go where the kids are, right? The kids are on their phone. You got to go where the people are and the fish that you're trying to get, if you will, are younger voters. So where do the, where can you appeal to them? Where are you going to do it? Where we have dating apps, phones, things like that. We're holding up the headlines. Maricopa County has received nearly $5 million from a national opioid settlement, and that is just the start of how much the county will end up getting. Over the next 18 years, Maricopa County will receive an estimated $80 million from opioid manufacturers and distributors for their role in unlawfully marketing, promoting, and dispensing the drugs. This first one was an agreement with distributors, and our, the first disbursement that Maricopa County received was in the amount of of $4.7 Janine Fowler with the County Health Department explains about 50% of the first deposit will stay with the county while the rest of it will be dispersed to cities and towns. Taylor Tesler, KTAR News. <sighs> what do you do with it? You're going to get that kind of money. What do you do with it? Because they're going to try to put it into programs that, as we all know, there's going to be zero accountability. Are they really going to work when they should be out there? And... I just don't know what you're going to do with it. I would put it in programs and prevention, especially with young kids, more so than trying to save some people out there that, especially with the fentanyl mm. craze that's going on, these people are hooked and fentanyl is where they head towards it. Well, it used to be, what, the meth capital of the world out here. Yeah, that's why it's valuable to their people. Yeah, fentanyl. Any, anybody watching Dope Sick? No. I've seen some of it. Oh, my goodness. What is it? It's, it's on Hulu, It's on right? Hulu. Yeah. It's Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton plays. Yeah, it's about the opioid crisis and the Purdue the Pharma. family. It is unbelievable. One thing you really learn from it. One I, thing. I Oh, yeah. um, the... Um, how, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. How they just pulled the wool over everyone's eyes from the FDA on down to the doctors who who were listening and how they just really manipulated um, what they were saying about the drug. It was OxyContin was, yeah. was the big drug. And how much money and how little they cared. And, ha- and they hired beautiful people because they knew it would get the doctor's yes. eyes in there. Oh, that was boy. the whole point. Oh, it's, it's just unbelievable. We're holding up the headlines. FBI is sounding the alarm on an increasing trend of cybercrime for one major industry. The Bureau says healthcare processors are being hit hard by the rise in crime. Kevin Smith with FBI Phoenix breaks down how the scheme works. 
these bad guys are getting into these healthcare payment processing systems and basically diverting funds from the recipient of the funds to themselves. The Bureau recommends using multi-factor authentication and keeping your computer systems up to date to avoid being a victim. To get more information or report a crime to the FBI, go to ic3.gov. Colton Krulak, KTAR News. You know what? Uh, most of the stuff with the FBI say 80% of their time now is spent uh, on Chinese hackers. And uh, the chance of you stopping somebody hacking, no matter how much you have, is very slim to none. The best thing they say to do, two separate, if you can, two separate things, not combined in any way, shape, or form, servers running things. So if somebody jumps on one, you can kill it and go to the other. Otherwise, you're going to get ready to pay them off. Mm. We're holding up the headlines. You're going to love this. Ball game! Byron Murphy picks up the ball. Arizona Cardinals pulled off a miraculous comeback win in Sin City, beating the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime 29-23. Down 23-7 with about nine minutes left to play. Arizona rallied to force an overtime with Byron Murphy Jr. returning a fumble 59 yards for the winning touchdown. Everything was happening so fast. Whatever I could do, just grab the ball. That was in my mind. So I just grab the ball and go. Cardinals will host the Rams on Sunday. Both teams, one and one, kick off at 125, and you can hear it on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Byron Murphy almost blew it. He because did. when he ran the ball down all the way to the right side of the field, oh. he tossed the ball, and it almost looked like he did so before he got in the end zone. So my wife and I are going nuts. We're watching this, and I'm like, I don't think he scored. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I don't Into think he scored. So, so they stop. They, like the game should be over. No one is leaving Kings the field. Going, come on, guys, get get, get out. Go. Let's get on the bus. Get on the bus. We're going out. Because they were reviewing the play. They have to review it because it's a game-winning play. Mm -hmm. But when he he barely got over that white line into the end zone with the ball, and he tossed it, and I'm thinking, why wouldn't you just put that ball under your jersey or down your drawers and just get over the line? Yeah. We see it every I year, mean, don't we? Somebody, somebody does, it every does year that. Where they'll start dropping the ball about the three yard oh, line. It's unbelievable. And, 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 oh, my goodness me. We're holding up the headlines. Sound we all love this time of year. The 2022 monsoon down to its final 11 days. Appears we have some storms left. National Weather Service says the valley does have a chance of rain and storms tomorrow through Thursday night. Our official rain gauge for Phoenix is at 2.16 inches during the monsoon, and that is about a quarter of an inch below average. No, uh, it's rain. What are you going to do? I love it. We need more of it. A little bit more help, well, right? Because you be more excited than that. You love a good monsoon storm. I know, but it's almost over. 11 days? They've got 11 yeah, days. But let's I mean, cheer it on. Let's okay. just go. Let's go. Let's get some more rain. You're the yeah, one that doesn't like want to cheer it on. Cheer, cheer on the monsoon. Get yeah. it going. No, Rally. I'm not, not cheering for rain. Come on. And, and, let's cheer for a year just a Can I be honest? Paper. I've had enough rain this summer. I'm no, just being to be, I'm not. Be, I'll be the guy that says that. I've had enough. I've had like three softball games, you know, uh, postponed because Always of rain. About him. I'm Back done. to him. Back of course to him. it's about me. How long have you known me? Him and Timmy's knee. Well, we're holding up the headlines. How is Timmy's name? He's How's fine. He? Oh, good. Dignitaries from all over the world, <laughs> the royal family, friends, and people across the UK paying their final respects to Queen Elizabeth II at her funeral today. No matter how people felt about the monarchy, uh, they, they wanted to come out and, and pay their respects. Um, and that speaks to, to who she was and, and who she was as a leader. I was out there on the Mall uh, yesterday speaking to people who had been camping for days. Um, and among them was an American. I actually met a woman from uh, Southern California who 
uh, had hopped on a plane uh, immediately after finding out the queen had passed. She said she was a huge history buff, an Anglophile, but also that this is history in the making. That's ABC's Inez de la Quetera. Yeah, it's uh, finally today. I think she's in there. We're not quite sure. We heard last week that maybe she's not in the box, but apparently she is in the box. And uh, that'll be it. So everybody can come home. Uh, and then the queen is gone and long live the king. And uh, we'll see how long this goes before William takes over. But some people are saying, is this the end of the monarchy uh, as we know it? I think he's going to thin it down. And yeah, William could be one of the last. Yeah. You see the two minutes of silence? They had two minutes of silence. And they showed pictures of, of everywhere in, the, in London. And everybody stops. Everybody stopped. Everybody yeah. stopped what they were doing. Everybody stopped what they were doing. On the street, cars stopped. Yep. People stopped walking. Um, it was unbelievable. And they showed all these different places. For two minutes, everything stopped. And it was really powerful. Really cool. All right, there you have it. Holding up the headlines every day at 3.30. Becky Lynn reads the news. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories. Coming up next, did the president of the United States, did he actually say that last night? Well, there were two things he said. And I think a lot of people were like, ooh, ooh, kind of interesting. Mm. That's coming up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Stevie Nicks heading to the Action Pavilion on October 6th with Vanessa Carl. The tickets are on sale. You go in a pair now by visiting the contest page at KTR.com. We've got the mayhem. In about uh, 15 minutes. Midterm mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem, mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We've got brand new polls that are out today. Lake v. Hobbs. The Senate race. Uh, and one of the questions we're going to ask, is Arizona going full MAGA? Stick around for that 4.05. All right. Um did you watch 60 Minutes yesterday? I, I saw some of the clips with Biden. Okay. I did. Uh, here's one of the things that I would There are two big takeaways for me. Um, and I think the first one is, are we, are, are we, please tell me you're not going to be on the ballot again. Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't think you. he wants to be. I think Good. he would so love do, so not to be on the ballot. <laughs> right. I feel like he thinks... If Trump is on the ballot, he's going to be on the yeah, ballot. Yeah, because... And that's the bad thing. You know, I don't want either of those two guys. No, I, I, I think most of us want to move away from that. But I think the big thing is he doesn't want to be there, but he goes, I, he knows he can't hand it off to her. She's not ready for anything. Uh, She's awful. Kamala Harris is not ready to be the president of the United States. I think she's also not ready to be vice president. No, she's not. No, I don't know why, because she's a smart woman. She's... She's, Says you. No, but I mean, you know, listen. You can't. You can't go so far in politics, become a senator, and not be accomplished, Chad. She's yes, you can. Well, I don't know. Politics but she's, is. Are you going to say know, that she's stupid? People I that I know stupid. that have worked with her when I was in California said she's not the sharpest bulb. So don't you know? I mean, she's 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 good with books. She is, but she's not the sharpest bulb, and she's not liked by people. Well, uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily arguing that. I'm just saying when she comes off on television, she comes off very kind of like patchwork no, with her awful. words and i just don't think that she's dumb that's all is she a good vice president no she's not instead of a sharp light we have a little bit of a dim light but okay, she, all right. she's all over you the think place she's dumb? i just don't think she's dumb i, I don't think, I think she's, she's dumb i just don't think she is all that and that oh she's got to be she's not brilliant she's not none of those things no no all right 
So here's what he said. If I were to say to you, I'm running again, all of a sudden, a whole range of things come into play that I have uh, requirements I have to change and move and do. In terms of election laws. In terms of election laws. And it's much too early to make that kind of decision. I'm a great respecter of fate. And so what I'm doing is I'm doing my job. I'm going to do that job. And within the time frame that makes sense after this next election cycle here, going into next year, make a judgment on what to do. You say that it's much too early to make that decision. I take it the decision has not been made in your own head. Look, my intentions, I said to begin with, is that I would run again. But it's just an intention. But is it a firm decision that I run again? That remains to be seen. Hmm. Yeah, it remains to be seen. No, I, I don't think he, he wants it. And I also think he wants, he said, I want to wait till after this before I make any decision. I think he thinks, man, if we get boat raced here, uh, I don't know if I want this gig. I don't know if I want this gig and because uh, he's going to have two years of hell if they lose the Senate and if they lose the House, which is still time for both the Republicans and the Democrats to switch spots depending on the day. I don't want the chaos of Donald Trump anywhere near the White House again. And I think Joe Biden, his best days were well many, past. many, many years ago. Yeah. So I think we've got to come up with two new people. Well, we've got those two. Well, one is not Kamala Harris. No, we got DeSantis, who we already okay. know is in the lead. And yeah. today, uh, you know, Screwsome Newsome came out and said, I'm unequivocally running if he doesn't run. I am in this thing. If he doesn't run, he's been. He tried to challenge DeSantis to a, a debate last I know, week. I know. Uh, I'll challenge you to a foot race. What do you think of that? Well, you want to wrestle? Har- Harris will run if Biden says no. And she'll lose because it's I open primary. That. She's going to get also, blown out. Also, Buttigieg will run. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people, out of the waters. a lot of people like him. Yeah. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. You don't have to like his politics or maybe his policies, but. Um, smart guy? He's a very smart guy. His problem is he still looks like he's 12. He's very young. And that is an issue in our country when we look and go, God, we can't have. You can't have your nephew running the country. Well, he looks like he's seven years old compared yeah. to Joe Biden. Everybody does. Okay, coming up next. Midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Could the <laughs> midterm election go full MAGA in Arizona? I'll tell you what the new poll numbers say. Stick around.